Today on episode two of Underdogs, we discuss how we forgot that it was Canada Day and how the Blue Jays have a chance to renew an old rivalry against the Philadelphia Phillies. Who would win in an eating contest between Vladdy Jr. and Zion Williamson? We also discuss how it's mandatory to wear a mask inside in Toronto and which NBA player on each team do you think would be most beneficial to give COVID-19 to? Happy Canada Day, Jacob. Oh my god, I, I totally forgot that it is Canada Day. It's such a, I like completely a, forgot it was Canada Day too. It feels really uneventful. It's like the middle of the week. Well, it used to be a day off and now it's like it just falls into the ether of all these days <laughs> off. It doesn't even matter. I know. I woke up, my dad sent me a text that was like, Happy Canada Day. And I was like, oh shit, it's Canada Day. And then I was just kind of looking out my window and I was like, I'm going to sing the Canadian National Anthem. And I started singing it and I couldn't remember it, man. I couldn't get through it. And then I thought to myself, do I just, have I lost the Canadian anthem? Because maybe, you know, if I go to like 15, 20 Blue Jays games this summer, you hear it so many times and it's in your system. And now it's just sort of gone. And I was, I couldn't remember it. It was like really weird. Yeah. That's if you can get there early enough to be there in time for that. I mean, so often, so many lines i want to get a beard or get a hot dog or something before i sit down it's already the you know midway through the top of the inning or you know the blue jays are sometimes down three nothing by the time i sit down for the bottom of the first inning yeah that's trash that you show up that late you know at some point i was going to so many games that it never felt like a too big of a deal that i was you know i'm going to games by myself you know two or three times a week and in 2017 like Give me a break, man. Yeah, we used to do a thing where we would drink a couple of beers in a park before and we'd show up in the third inning. It was just something that my friend liked to do. And I did that for a little while and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like showing up in the third inning. But one of the reasons that we would do that, because if you tried to get a scalp ticket at that time, you could get them for like nothing. Yeah, I could do that. I I started doing that too with the game time app. If I waited and the first pitch already happened. I could stand outside the center just waiting for the prices to go down. People just like, oh, I'll take anything. Same same thing, I guess, just digital scalping. Um, but Canada Day, I, I'm just realizing too, like everything about it growing up is or becoming an adult was just like, this is a time to go have a party. But now there's no parties. So what does it even mean to me? One of my favorite ever Blue Jays moments is at a Canada Day game. I used to really like going to the Canada Day games just because, you know, it's got good energy. They were always giving away some red shit or you could buy some red jersey or something like that. But I remember uh, I was at one of the games with my dad and it was the Blue Jays and the Phillies, I think in 2011, I want to say. And Bautista hit a bomb off of Roy Halladay and I thought was one of my favorite Blue Jay moments ever. The place went absolutely crazy and it just felt like a handing over of the crown to like the new king of the team. And uh, man, that was back when I used to just love Bautista. He was, he was like must see TV for me. He was like not quite to the level I used to feel as a kid watching Jordan or maybe watching a Bonds at bat or something like that, but it was right there. And uh, 
Fuck, he was good, man. When he was all worked up, he he was just so good under pressure. Speaking of uh, the Phillies, so I was doing, again, following up on yesterday, I was doing some more looking into the Blue Jays' schedule. So, again, they, they have the 40 games against their divisional rivals, the Rays, the Orioles, the Yankees, and the Sox. And so then we have in the National League East, because it's the AL East is playing the NL East, apparently they're doing three games each against four of the five teams. And then the fifth team that they play, they'll play six times of the 60. And they have chosen these sort of natural rivals. And we've been given the Phillies, supposedly, is our rivals. And uh, just thinking about how what kind of meaning we have to that now i know that you know in 93 that was the the world series against the phillies but now it feels like it's been so long since we have any sort of contact with the phillies we don't play them interleague anymore they played the orioles in the past couple years interleague so i was thinking like you know what do we have to build a rivalry with these people and will it create a new rivalry i was thinking like we play them a lot in spring training I thought of uh I remember in spring training last season Trent uh, Thornton hit Trent Bryce Thornton, Harper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost That's, took down the three hundred and fifty million dollar man. <laughs> yeah, just, he looked so stressed when that happened, man. He just looked like he was like forcing into the future about how his life was gonna fall apart because he got like death threats. I know. I know. Well they had just it was Harper's like first couple of games on the Phillies and he got plunked in the foot and had to be taken out of the game with some sort of (laughs) contusion on his foot. When Trent Thornton gets stressed, man, it's so funny because it looks like he instantly starts sweating. His face gets super red in his eyes and those glasses look like they're magnifying glasses just darting around. Yeah. That's got to be an awkward feeling though. What, hitting, hitting a superstar? Hitting a superstar specifically in spring training and having that star have to exit the game. When you're, when you're in a spot, it's not like he was... Ryu or something like this established oh. big leaguer. He was like trying to make the team. Yeah, it was wasn't it his first spring training with us? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe Thornton will make make the rotation again, and uh, we'll get I, to see that kind of start to start a rivalry. Well, one of the things I think about rivalries though is that they're very much. Uh, fans play a huge part in a rivalry mm-hmm. the fans in the stands like if you like imagine imagine game five of the 2015 playoffs with no fans in the stands how how different that would be and imagine when you know they went back to texas and odor punches bautista but there's no fans in the stands so i think that I think Philly fans are so smart, you know what I mean? And I think they would remember the Thornton thing. And I think if Thornton pitched and, you know, whatever, I think they'd be all up his ass. But without that element, I don't think that certain rivalries will have the full juice that they need to be as electric as they can be. Right. Yeah, that's true. It'll just be a bunch of people on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck Bryce Harper. Screw yeah. Trent Thornton. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, and and so like it just completely dissipates just because of that because they're not like they're not. Th- that's a huge stimulus to have a group of people just screaming at you and to have uh, that kind of pressure put up against you. And without that, I think we're going to see a lot less of those 
rivalry. It's like, oh, it just still irks me so much that the Astros kind of get away with not having to deal with that. Yeah, I think people will remember whenever we can get in the stands again, we'll let the Astros hear it. But with the Phillies, I guess what we're saying is that in the end, it just comes back to just being a tough, tough addition to the schedule six games against the Phillies instead of possible six games against the Marlins of 60. You know, the only other team in the in the in at least that you'd want to face more than the others. I mean, you want to get good, you got to beat good teams. I don't have any problem with a tough schedule. I think a tough schedule is good because then you at least know where you stand and it doesn't feel cheap or something. You know, like how some people try to take away the Raptors championship. Like if the Raptors or if the Warriors had Durant, if Thompson didn't get hurt, you know, and it just puts this, this sort of asterisk around the championship. It's like, no, you want to, you want to face everyone's top dogs and you want to, you want it to be a true battle. That's fair. But in the end, when Tampa Bay has their six wins against the Marlins uh, and the the playoffs start and you're not thinking about how they got those wins necessarily, I don't, I don't know. Will it matter to me then? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're speculating a lot, so it's hard to know. It's hard to know. I mean, the Marlins could be great this year. Who, who, wouldn't, who would be surprised if a, a young team got off to like a, a hot start? If you, if you get off to a hot start, you can play 500 baseball into the playoffs probably with this sort of setup. I would be surprised if the Marlins were good this season. One of the worst <laughs> teams in baseball uh, the last number of years since they traded to Yelich and Stanton. Yeah, but any team can have like uh, a surprising 30-game stretch for the Marlins. They're 22-8. and eight. No one saw this coming. I don't mean that you wouldn't be surprised that the Marlins were good, but if you've watched enough sports, you know that things like that do happen. And yeah. in this shortened season, all it takes is one of those stretches, and you could get in. Yeah, that's true. I'm really interested about like the the National League DH and if they're going to maybe keep that going next year. I think it's I think it's here to stay forever. I would guess. I don't know how they go back on it. Or why they would, you know? I don't think anybody wants it. Some people are so upset about it. I don't understand. I don't understand what value you get in watching uh, a pitcher hit. And some people say, oh, it's more exciting to see a pitcher hit. It's like, you know what's exciting is when a pitcher has to face a stud with men on and not just have to face a pitcher. There's yeah. so few pitchers that have any danger. And even like a guy like Bumgarner, like Granky can get some hits. Or it, it, It's still, they're not... They're not incredible. Yeah. You know what else isn't exciting already in the American American League? Watching the inning where it's the seven, eight, nine hitters up. And uh, you know, just like, oh, this is going to be a slog. And you want to switch to something else. Um, And in the the National League, you already have less thump across the lineup. So the the seven hitter or the eight hitter might already be like a kind of ready to bunt center fielder or second baseman or something with not a lot of slap in the bat. And it's just a brutal inning to watch. You remember those interleague games where like Marco Estrada would have to hit and he was told not to swing. (laughs) He's like, I'm not allowed to swing. My back hurts. And it's like, what are we watching? (laughs) Why is this the case? 
And, and, and that's where it really gets exposed is in interleague games when the American League pitcher is batting and he looks like you or I would. Yeah. I've heard the argument that kind of makes sense to me a little bit, but still not that much because, you know, it's kind of a cool theory, but still doesn't help me enjoy it more is that seeing the pitcher hit kind of illustrates and reminds you of how difficult baseball is and how hard it is to hit the bat hit the ball when you see people who you know pitchers who probably in high school were or or little league like some of the best hitters on their team but now in the majors can barely make contact or you know just dreadful dreadful hitters but even still, it's like, okay, that's, yeah. Man, that's, hitting's fucking hard. I mean, like yesterday, Jacob and I played blitz ball yesterday, if anybody doesn't know what that is. It's like this sort of wiffle ball that you can put a ton of movement on. And we're, and we're just like barely winding up and throwing this thing in. And we strike out all the time. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, we're close to being uh, major league hitters. But even with that amount of movement and the different pitches that you can face and trying to square that up it's so difficult you have to do it every day and these pitchers don't get to do it every day it's not at the top of their mind have you prepped Brittany for uh all the sports that you're going to be watching and how she's going to lose you again we haven't talked about it um britney's britney's my girlfriend um it's been how many months now since sports Four? stopped Four months? No. March 15th to July 15th is four months. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess it shouldn't be too huge of a, of a shift because to some extent, video games have kind of taken over that time space for me where sports might be. See, you know, that's my- where you fucked up. You should have given her a lot more time so that it was felt like it was okay for you to watch five games a day. See, I think that might that might give me a week where it's like, hey, I, it's, it's I've been giving you all of this time, and then and then after a week, like you're watching basketball again. Okay, okay, basketball is over. I'm like, what? You now you're watching baseball. You know, it's funny too because there's almost like some allowance when you're watching the Jays or the Raptors where it's like, oh, it's your team. Of course you're going to watch that. But then it's like, you're watching the Bulls and the Blazers? And like, yes, I am. I want to watch this game. And you can't Go really justify it in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, looking at the schedule, like I don't know how I'm going to be able to, to handle it because look, there's... There's 88 games just of of seeding in the NBA before the playoffs even start, and it's mostly good teams. You know, I'm not going to be watching Wizards and I don't know Nets or something. I don't I don't have any interest in that game. But man, I would love to see Zion make the playoffs. I think that that New Orleans team could actually be quite good. No, oh, they are good. They were really good once when Zion was playing. It's just such a stretch, right? I think they're like. Five and a half games back, or something like that. They, uh, they are the most likely though, because of how their their schedule sets them up. They have the easiest schedule of any of any team, so they do have a shot. <clears throat> but we'll see. Do you think that Zion, or let me phrase it this way, who do you think would win in an eating contest, Vladdy or Zion? And I'm talking bunless dogs. 
Bunless dogs? Yeah. What con- there's no the contests always have a bun. The eating Not contest. This one. Not this one. It's just straight dogs <laughs> right down the trap. I guess it'll be a bit nicer to watch because like the grossest part of those yeah, eating that, exactly is the why water I, dipping yeah. and that makes me sick. I can't even talk about it. Like that's why I took the buns out. It, wet <laughs> bread is oh fuck, it makes me sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Vladdy on this one. Sion's like six seven, six six. Yeah. Vladdy's like six one. I think he's six. It's a two. lot more space to chuck dogs into. Yeah, that's true. I just think I don't know. I don't know Zion's personality enough. I don't know his history. But he's, I mean, he's a winner. He's a champion. He'll he'll get it done. Vladdy'll give up, not because he's stuffed, just because he's tired. Right. I just I don't know. One of the the clearest things that we know about Vladdy is <laughs> that he likes to eat. <laughs> you said that like oh no, I'm not even say that <laughs> i would have totally regretted that you know from the beginning part of his personality is that he likes eating his grandmother's food that he likes the home cooked food maybe the biggest thing he'll struggle with is that the the hot dog itself may not be a, a popular food item in in south america in the, in the dominican well i don't think that any not, not too many people want to eat anything to the uh, amount that an eating contest dictates right hot dogs are pretty fine though but hot dogs are also associated with baseball so vladdy might vladdy might have an edge there just being around so many more hot dogs and getting into it at you know in different stadiums he goes to goes to the dodgers stadium tries a dodgers dog i'm like wow that's delicious i'm going to eat a lot more hot dogs now well hot dogs are a lot more american than they are dominican no for sure but baseball the MLB is a very American thing, even if he yeah, does. I'm just saying Zion game. would have more likely grown up with hot dogs than Vladdy would have. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a question we can put to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we find this offensive. Please take this down. I guess last night they passed a mandatory bylaw in Toronto where you have to wear a mask now inside. Oh, well, I didn't see that. Yeah. Any oh, wow. grocery store you go in, any any indoor space you go into, it is... So if you work in an office, you have to wear a mask all day long? Yeah. Oh, my God, man. You know who really benefits from this? Like Listerine, Scope, TheraBreath. So if you're just at pounding your own breath into your nose all day long, you're going to want some mouthwash. Yep. You should buy stocks and Listerine today. Or like, or like strips, like portable listerines maybe those will go up or just gum yeah you really get to feel what it's like to be around yourself when you have to wear a mask over your mouth i feel like you need to send 10 apology texts to ex-girlfriends that you used to live with (laughs) i'm just excited to walk into a grocery store and not be instantly triggered and upset by the sheer volume of how many people are not wearing masks well, are you going to Food Basics at uh, DuPont and Lansdowne? You know I am. Well, it's, that's the problem. That's the one place where I was going where it's like they didn't even know there was a pandemic going on. And so you need to go to... Is that... No, that Freshco at Dufferin is not still there, is it? Mm, no. Uh, it might be, actually. But I'm actually... Uh, the last time I went to the Food Basics, I decided I'm done with it and that I'm going to switch to No Frills at Lansdowne and Dundas or wherever it is. 
That's such a more of a hike for you. Well, I'm taking the car anyway. Oh, I forgot. You got your license. You allowed to drive by yourself yet? No, I'm not. <laughs> but it's not my fault. I would be if my test wasn't canceled. My my uh, my G test or G1 or whatever. Has test. it been canceled for the last 11 years? 12 years? 13 years? Um, no, it was specifically canceled on, on June 25th when I was supposed to take it. So, you know, I'm I'm really frustrated by that because again when I look on the internet uh, to try and reschedule it, there's there's nothing for months in all of the drive test locations around Ontario. Like I'm looking in like 4 hours north of Toronto and there's nothing. <laughs> Just picturing this moment where you guys are both wearing masks and the driving instructor is trying to tell you to slow down. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, so sw- switching to the no frills, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just missing the President's Choice products in general anyway, so done with food basics. Yeah, when I was a kid, President's Choice was like buying cat food, and now it's so good. Yeah, you're right. Building uh, again, going back on yesterday's question of the day about spring training exhibition games. I did some tweets. I tweeted at Shai Davidi. I tweeted at uh, Jeff Passan looking for some insider knowledge since we're definitely not insiders. Um, asking what's the deal with spring training exhibition games? Will there be any? How will they work? And uh, neither of those guys responded to me. That's shocking. Really? But I did some more Googling and apparently Ken Rosenthal had released two days ago that somehow slipped by me. I don't know how because I'm up on everything. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> he detailed some of the the rules and regulations of how summer camp, as they're calling it, is going to go down. They've upgraded it from spring training 2.0 to summer camp now officially. And uh, apparently you can schedule up to three exhibition games um, and they're all expected to be like in the last week before the opening day and likely against the opponent um, that is either, you know, for the Yankees, they can play the Mets or something, um, the closest people to them or the team that they're going to be playing on their first day. I feel like any spring training game should just count, like just add it to the season. Who cares? If, if all the teams are getting ready, all the teams are warming up, throw it in there. Just throw it into the into the season what does it matter well to me it matters that they at least have a chance to have some sort of competitive game against someone else before it counts i think that why having why does it matter everyone's in the same boat well maybe everyone won't be in the same boat maybe the blue jays in particular won't be able to play anyone before the season starts because who knows what's happening if anyone will be able to get into canada before before that uh it's a disaster for the blue jays right now i think the blue jays just Go to Florida, get it done. Like, does it matter to you if the Blue Jays played in the Rogers Center? Um, to some extent, yeah. I think. Uh, Why? I think they're less likely to contract the virus here than they are in Florida. Yeah, you got all these other Americans just hacking all over you. I want, do you think that if a player uh, gets into it with an umpire, that they have to stay six feet away from each other while they scream at each other. And that'd be really funny to see them sort of adjust. They go right in to do the close bark and then they start to start walking backwards to give the six feet. I'd like to see 
you know, some, some sporting equipment created that that could create, you know, if someone starts getting into it with them, they can kind of push a button on their chest protector and like a little <laughs> rod will shoot out that's six feet <laughs> and push anyone back. <laughs> or some sort of like air bubble kind of like air, you know, uh, pop out like a airbag or something. Did you hear that the pitchers have to have a wet rag in their back uh, pocket because they're not allowed to lick their fingers? Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me because there's some tack to spit that, you know, uh, just a wet rag doesn't have. Yeah, that's true. Especially if if you're chewing gum or something sticky in your mouth that's creating a bit more of a Yeah, you're allowed to chew gum, but nothing else. No seeds... No tobacco, no dip, nothing. Just you think, gum. You think they're going to be chewing nicotine gum now? You know, these guys that like need their nicotine from the, the dip yeah, that they're in? for sure. I totally do. They just have like an entire pack of Nicorette in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Dip-flavored nicotine gum. I bet if you were ever going to do juice, this would be the season to do it. I feel like there's going to be so many things that are slacked, and it's like, oh, we can't do drug tests uh, because... Uh, People can't be in that proximity to the players, blah, blah, blah. So it's just needle time. They've had all this time to just start pumping their butts full of testosterone. Probably going to see some massive guys come in and the the narrative will be, oh, I guess I just put on some weight over the quarantine. Whoops. But it's pure testosterone. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a whole new crop of of Yankees nobodies that are somehow amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We never heard of him before, but now he's the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. Mike Talkman hitting cleanup. (laughs) Giancarlo Stanton on the bench. (laughs) Hurt again. (laughs) Luke Voigt. They've created a New Jersey size that expands on the arms. Did you ever see Luke Voigt's one-armed bench press? Yeah, I sure did. Fuck. Was thinking thinking again about the empires though. I was reading, apparently, there's going to be umpires that are with you, a crew that are with you for an entire homestand now. So if you get stuck with like Angel Hernandez or something, you might have him for ten games or something like however long your homestand is now. They're not switching them out every like third game or something like they normally do. There's going to be some potential scuffles just from having to deal with the same dudes day after day. I wonder if they'll like get to a point where the divisions are made up of teams that have the virus and teams that don't have the virus. So any teams that have the virus can play each other, just give each other the virus back and forth. Non-virus teams are in this division. And then there can be a crazy World Series where the virus team faces the non-virus team. And uh, it's just... If you get it, you get it. Maybe we could create a new sport that's kind of like a contact tag sport where you <laughs> where you have dudes that you know you have coronavirus who are trying to infect the other team and you keep playing yeah. each other until someone is the only person who tests negative and the goal like, is to try and be the last minute, person. Every 10 minutes it. you do a swab test. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Just guys running around spitting in each other's faces. 
tackling this is each other. Billy McGregor, he's got the longest spit trajectory in the league. Apparently, he can fire a spit bullet 60 yards downfield and hit you right in the mouth. Regulation kind of pepper sniffers that they can try and make themselves sneeze with. Uh, I, that does bring me to okay. So this is I, I'm gonna finish off with this one here. It might be a little bit of a controversial thing. I've been thinking about it. Um, I want to know what you think about it. I've you know this is sort of inspired by the Jordan pizza poison scandal. I've been thinking about you know if it would be possible to try and purposefully infect an NBA player in the bubble on an opposing team with COVID-19. Um, and what kind of uh, benefits I could get from that on a gambling scheme. Now, I'm not talking about me personally, but someone with a kind of similar mindset to me who who is around Orlando, wants to make a ton of money, and I've sort of laid out how I think you might be able to do it. Um, because you're going to need to target a specific player or team Hopefully you can even get it down to players. Um, but one of the tough things is that the NBA seems to have thought that there might be people like me or other devious people that exist out there, and they've lumped all of the best teams together. So the top four in the West and the East teams are in one hotel. And players <laughs> are only allowed to mingle with players in their own hotel. They can't. So they put all the worst teams, the teams who are, are outside of the bubble, together in one hotel. There's three different hotels. Um, so it's going to be a bit challenging because you're going to run the risk of infecting your own team when you try and infect someone on the other team. Now, the way to do this, as far as I can tell, because you know everyone's quarantined inside this bubble. There's a, there's a penalty. You have to quarantine for 10 days if you leave the bubble. But Disney employees are not going to be quarantining inside the bubble. So if you can figure out, you know, who the cleaning staff is or who a hotel staff member is and pay them off, try and get some sort of sample, some sort of cloth that's just been hacked on with someone really, maybe maybe you don't want to do two and someone who's really sick. Maybe you want to get someone who, you know, is sort of, thought they were asymptomatic, they tested positive, get them right when they've tested positive, cough all over a rag, maybe some tubes, spitting some stuff, and you get that cleaning staff to go in. Because apparently, too, I researched this, cleaning staff are going to be assigned specific floors. So if we can figure out where a specific team, what floors they're on in the hotel, maybe even a specific player, what what cleaning staff is going to correspond with that team with that player get them to go in and infect them get out and how are they going to be able to prove it you know there might be some reservations from this from this cleaning staff um but again these are people that make 15 dollars an hour how much money is it going to take for this for this young person or this old person to uh to do this plan you know, five thousand, ten thousand, and how much money can I make if I'm, if I've got Raptors and and uh, Bucks in in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Lakers are up on the Clippers, two nothing, three 
three nothing in the Western Conference Finals. I know that the Lakers are going to be going to be uh, in the finals, and and I can target LeBron James or Anthony Davis, get them infected with COVID nineteen, and have a minimum of a fourteen day quarantine minimum and then they have to test negative twice after that how much money if i know that's going to happen can i make betting against them when they're the favorites already there is so much wrong with this that it's hard to even uh put together it's it's for ideas like this that it's a shock that shy davidi doesn't tweet you back when you ask him (laughs) questions uh First off, you'd, there would be such a slight window of opportunity to be able to get somebody sick and have it be so isolated that you've only just gotten that person sick. Like, they're not testing these guys every three minutes. So you put this virus and say, like, I don't know, LeBron James is, like, <laughs> shirt or his mouth when he sleeps or on his fucking eggs in the morning. However, however you're going to do that. I was thinking, now, like, their towels their face towels in there. They're, That's, they're, I mean, the virus isn't going to live too long on a surface like that. So you're basically going to have to like sneak in in the night and cough in his nose. So, but let's just say it works. Let's just say it's on his towel, whatever. So then two hours, three hours, four hours go by and then he gets tested and it's like, shit, he has it. Do you really think that they just say, well, let's just remove LeBron James and go on as business as usual? No, man, that's a shutdown. That's a shutdown and they have to test everybody and then that's it's going to sh- be who... That's not it's how it's be, going down, man. Dude, do you really think that you can isolate the virus to one person in that sort of context. There's no way. If you get one person sick, if you go in there and you get one person sick, you're getting multiple people sick. And for you to be, okay, so how does it help you? Because you could get LeBron James gets sick and then he goes down the hallway and gives Kawhi a fist bump like, let's go, my man, and then Kawhi's sick. So then you've taken out both top dogs. And so then how does that help your gambling? It doesn't help your gambling at all. You think players only hang out with people on their team? No. I'm, I'm, again, I'm targeting this before the finals. Ideally, right before the finals. So I'm betting against a Western Conference team only going to be getting another Western Conference team sick in that time period, in that game that <laughs> night, before they <laughs> test again the next day. It'd be a really funny version of the flu game because it'd be like LeBron James is clearly sick, but all the other players are staying so far away from him that LeBron can just do whatever he wants. He scores like 120 points because they don't want any part of it. They don't want to touch him. It's like, you remember that amazing flu game where LeBron scored 120 points? He's getting taken out of the game. No one's playing with COVID. Dude, if it was the finals and they tested and LeBron James tested positive... They'd be like, let's put a lid on this, guys. Let's let this game play out. We need these ratings. They can't, we need this they can't change the oh, rules just can. for him. Oh, they're not changing the rules. They're doing a corrupt thing, and they're not telling anybody about it. Well, there's going to be a lot of investigation into that because they've already said that people are going to test positive, and it has to reach some sort of critical mass with a ton of people testing or someone dying or being hospitalized for them to have any reason to shut it down. How many people have to get sick before I suit up for the Raptors? You know what I'm saying, man. You know what I'm saying. This is a this is if if this isn't even a a realistic thing, which I think it could be. It's a at the very least, I think like a kind of 
future uncut gems kind of storyline of some sort of gambler going to an extreme. Yeah, but I also don't think like it would really depend on the the timing of it all because I don't think I don't think if I have COVID and I hack in your mouth that it necessarily shows up immediately on a swab. I think it needs to take some time to infect. I don't think it just is there. And also these tests have been shown to be inaccurate. So you don't think it's possible? Well, of course it's possible. There is a way in which it's possible. I just think it's unlikely that it works. Uh-huh. Because if I was that cleaning person, what I would do is I would go into LeBron James's room and say, hey, they want me to infect you with COVID. If you give me twice the amount that they're paying me to infect you with COVID, I'll tell you who it was. No, you wouldn't do that. Yes, I would. Because then me and LeBron would be buddies, we'd hang out, we'd have trust with each other. Be way better than just being some serpent who got LeBron James sick before the finals. Think about it. You're going to get paid by this person and you can put some put that money that you just got paid down on on a, on a gambling line against him as well. Double up on that. It's only if it works. You could get so fucked. Because if then they're like, hey, LeBron James is starting tonight, you'd be like, oh, no. I tried to get him sick. Well, you're assigned to his floor. You can keep trying. You don't have to stop at one attempt. Which Raptor would you get sick if you were uh, the other team? Mm, I'd probably target Gasol. What? Yeah, I target Marcus All. He's got the biggest uh, effect uh, of any one player on the Raptors' winning percentage, or at least he did last postseason and and uh, last season. He he makes the team better in so many different ways. Defensively, uh, makes the ball move around a lot better. You're wasting the virus. That's a waste of the virus. Marcus All could walk down a set of stairs and pop his knee. Like that. That's just a waste of the virus. Who 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 do you think it it should be targeting then? Kyle Lowry. You give Kyle Lowry the virus for sure. They're not winning without Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle would be my number two, but I'd go after Mark first. Well, that's just a waste of virus. You don't know how to use the virus correctly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take this precious vial of high-end virus and waste it on Marcus Saul? <laughs> Look, I've already told you why I would do it. The facts are facts. Jacob, this podcast is over. I want you to think about that answer and i want you to sleep on it and i want you to still try to back it up tomorrow no i want you to go and look at some stats and and figure out i don't need to look at stats i got my fucking eyes my virus free eyes well that's the difference between me and you man i'm an i'm an analytics guy (laughs) yeah i trust the numbers (laughs) that's that's not true at all (laughs) (laughs) um yeah all right well we, we will think about it, and we'll, we'll be back tomorrow because uh, it's all the time we got for today. Alrighty. Happy Canada Day, everyone.